Was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome, Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And we are on episode 39. Let's go. And we have a lot to talk about, like every week we do. Uh, this week we're talking about OnlyFans. Yeah, Only. Uh oh. No, I don't have an account. <laughs> Oh, I don't want to put that out there off top, but we're going to be talking about it. Okay. We're going to be talking about Michael B. Jordan, not really uh, understanding culture as we thought he did. Right. Mm. And uh, the queen of R&B herself making some major moves this week. Mary J. Blige. <laughs> Who's how are we feeling about this week? Man, some good lessons tapped into this one. So, uh, you know, a good balance between current day trends, you know, of course, taking it back with R&B Queen, as you mentioned. I'm excited for this episode, man. We edging closer to 50. And uh, yeah, let's get it. Let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. So, of course, you know what time it is. It is the review of the week. Hey, and we got a very long one. So uh, Mm. first off, shout out to all our first time listeners. If you haven't heard the review of the week, I normally give this weird voice and I normally mess up. Normally. okay. so bear with me uh, with this one. All right. Don't cut my vibe. Refer to March lock in post. Nikki laugh out loud. So here is the short and sweet. I love listening to Nikki and Moose because they truly EBB and flow as a team. Hands down (laughs) the epitome of what it looks like to support each other. And like Lilo and Stitch, they don't leave each other behind. Two goats making history make uh, history day in and out. Keep killing it. Praise hands. Marathon flag. Lion. Marathon flag. Praise hands. Love. Wow. That description. And for our audio people, there were emojis. So if you heard the marathon flag and all that, that was emojis. So uh, shout out to uh, those who leave us a review. We read them. We love them. And uh, yeah. Yeah. We yeah, just appreciate sure. y'all. We appreciate y'all. Um But once again, shout out to all our audio listeners, all our YouTube viewers. We are here because of y'all. But let's get into this episode first. Moose, how are we feeling? Feeling good, man. It's um, it's getting uh, summertime vibes out in the the city. So uh, it's been it's been cool. It's been cool. Yeah, it's it's nice to change it up. You know, you spend so much time locked up. Uh, Forget locked up, but just the winter in general is obviously longer on the East Coast. So it's uh, it's cool to get rolling. Um, so are we outside more? Are we doing more stuff outside? Oh. oh, yeah. I mean, mask off and all that. Like, it's, it's, it's over. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if anybody's wearing a mask anymore. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I feel like <laughs> it's a wrap. It's yeah. a wrap. Uh, the funny thing is, real, real random side note, right? So, uh, 
went to a brunch today, right? Went to okay. a random brunch, right? Uh, realize how introverted I have really become. Yep. Mm. Yep. Yep. Didn't uh, talk to nobody. Didn't talk to nobody. <laughs> And talking to nobody was like, I don't know none of y'all. And so the person that was there that was like making sure we were good was like, yo, uh, yo, you are, you an introvert? I was like, I am an introvert if I don't know you. Okay. <laughs> introvert all day. We good. Yeah, right. But right. introvert if I don't know you. And I didn't know a single person. And when they were like, yo, performances, I was like, oh, I'm out. I'm, I'm wow. gone. I don't know. I think stayed for like 20 minutes. I tried. Um, yeah. I tried. I tried. But hey, whatever. It's a new season. Clearly, I need to get used updates. to being back outside. Updates. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? Updates. But let's get into this episode. Um, the very first situation. Uh, OnlyFans is looking to move away from adult content to become more mainstream. Um, okay, so here here's the the conversation of this segment. Uh is that even possible? Like No. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's like no. 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 Um I okay. So let's 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 break this down. OnlyFans it has made a lot of people money. Okay, a mm. lot of people money. And there are some people who are on OnlyFans that don't do um, the adult content as they were speaking of, right? Right. And are still making a lot of money. But we, I think it's burnt in our head that when we hear OnlyFans, we expect something we shouldn't necessarily see, and there is a paywall. So mm-hmm. business structure-wise... OnlyFans make sense, right? You have your content, you put it behind a paywall, you ask people for money, it's all in a centralized location, you get some kind of exposure because it already has kind of a a system that if you like this, you probably are seeing other things. No, I have not been on OnlyFans and I do not have a subscription. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. I do not. Okay. She just reads a lot, people. She I just I do you my know, research, it's, it's people. Part I do. Of her job. Yeah. It is part of my job. I got we got we gotta do this podcast. I'm, I'm backing you up. Hey, I'm backing <laughs> you up. I'm 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 backing you up right here. I'm just letting people know. Right, right. So <laughs> so it, it makes sense because you you think of what would be the difference between maybe a Patreon and an OnlyFans, right? They're for the creators, you know. Mm-hmm. We give you certain structure. We allow to email your people, all that great stuff. But one is known for just creativity, and one is known for other stuff. Um, other other stuff, you know, whatever you want that to be. I happen to, this is what I will admit to. I happen to follow a painter who has an OnlyFans. Mm. Amazing art. Interesting. But she she teaches you how to paint on her OnlyFans. And yeah. 
I don't, okay. I'm not subscribed. I'm not, I'm not subscribed. <laughs> I just know of it. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Oh, so, but my question uh, to you would be, what would they have to do to be able to make that switch to mainstream? Yeah. Just give it a new name. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. it doesn't have to be, yeah, it's just like, it's so common to me. It's like, yo, this is, this is kind of the, the negative effects of good branding, right? Mm-hmm. Like you wrote, you did such a great job with the rollout the first time around that people just got the, they, they have really understood that when I think of this platform, I think of adult content, period, point blank. Yeah. So now I, I understand the move. The alternative now is to say, okay, let's expand our reach. Let's go to more mainstream, but give it a different name. Again, I always go back to this example because to me, it's like stuck in my mind as someone who has done a great job at one thing, but as a result of it has limited himself into one thing, the, the Dos Equis guy. Mm. You know, uh, that, that one dude, like literally this is a real story. He couldn't get casted for any other roles after, you know, doing so well with that commercial because he kept getting casted for him over and over that anywhere he went, they just couldn't get that image of those Ekis, <laughs> you know, they couldn't separate the two away. So I think when it's some, when it comes to a brand, you're not an individual, you have the ability to say, okay, we can still expand our business, but let's give it a new name. So it can be still be under our hub, mm-hmm. but a different name. Big facts. Yeah, I, that's, I, I have to agree with it. That's that's smart. That's smart yeah. because I think we saw them try to go mainstream with bringing certain uh, celebrities. I know. Um, I think Fat Joe created an OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. I believe Khaled created OnlyFans. I don't know. Uh, they did say Michael B. Jordan made one, but I would assume. Maybe that's pure. Maybe that is some thirst traps. I don't know. Ladies, y'all let me know for those who did subscribe to that one. Ladies, just, you know, let me know. Yeah, me. (laughs) I don't know. Um, But it is what it is. I personally think that uh, if you do not, you may have to find some really big, pure names. Pure. Mm -hmm. Michelle Obama, pure. You know what I mean? Right. To to really be like, oh, this may be making a turn. It may be. I don't know. But I, I, yeah, I think that's the smartest thing. They need to change the name if that yeah. is going to. And and to be honest, keep the adult stuff. It's working. That's what I'm saying. It's, that's what I'm it's saying. Like truly not, working. Not me, yeah, not for you and I, but um, you know, definitely if that's a, a profitable business for you guys, keep it. Just whatever you try and do in this other area, call it something else. So it's like, okay, still we got the backing mm-hmm. of this company, so people can still see that it's credible, it works, it has the reach and all that. But yeah, calling it that, I just I don't know. I don't think it's gonna hit. So uh for those who uh support OnlyFans, uh let us know in the comments. Uh, do you think it could possibly do the mainstream thing? If it does, will you keep your subscription? (laughs) (laughs) Will you keep your subscription? subscription? I just, this is a very important question. Oh, random, super random. Uh, I never, oh, stay right there. Get big real quick, real quick. Uh, shout out to Jordan, not Michael Jordan. Not Michael Jordan. I know he's talking about. Okay, right, yep. right, right. Six man, Six man on on Instagram 
right? We'll see if we'll pull it, pull it up on the screen and everything like that. He got us some slippers, right? Well, I don't know if you got go. yours. I got mine. I Hold on. Do I have? Oh, stay right there. I'm gonna get it. Okay. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot. That's what's yeah. up. Now, Three I, seconds. I remember Three we seconds. had that conversation too. That hey. was quick. Good. So, hold on. Let me get. Let me get here. You see these? You see these? Mm-hmm. Hold on. See the camera can catch it. We got the yeah. Yeah. the uh, Travis Scott four slippers. Let's go. All right, Travis Scott four slippers. Audio people, I have a really fluffy f- slipper in my hand that is uh, a copy of what Travis Scott's Jordan 4s would look like, okay? Uh, I did not give him his props when he gave it to us, so shout out to Jordan for his slippers. That's what's up. You know, I guess we're still waiting for Moose to get his, but uh, I got mine, and so go check Jordan out on Instagram. I think it's called The Six Man. Uh, We'll put it out there, but Let's get into this next segment, which is Michael B. Jordan. All right. So he was very excited at one point uh, to announce his new rum uh, brand, Juve. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is where going global goes wrong. When we come up with a brand name, we have to make sure that in a lot of the main languages or cultures that there ain't going to be no issues, right? So he got some backlash because Juve is uh, very, very popular in the Trinidadian culture, right? Which is meaning day, what is it? Daybreak, daybreak, and mm-hmm. is an annual festival, annual festival, not like wow. small little festival, yeah, annual yeah. Every festival. Year. Every year, every year has wow. it. And you know what? It uh, celebrates the culture and the emancipation. If I said that right, of yeah. uh, from slavery, from slavery, mm. wow. um, from the Caribbean. So, for you to, uh, yeah, for you to kind of claim that and try to trademark something. So important to a culture. Yeah, you go hear backlash. So mm-hmm. he got a lot of backlash. And uh, if you can see on the screen and for my audio listeners, I will be reading. He did respond. I just want to say on behalf of myself and my partners, our intentions was never to offend or hurt a culture we love and respect and hope to celebrate and shine a positive light on last few days have been a lot of listening, a lot of learning and engaging in countless community conversations. We hear you. I hear you and want to be clear that we are in process of renaming. We sincerely apologize and look forward to introducing a brand we can all be proud of. So first and foremost, um, I want to say, let's let's give Michael B. Jordan some some flowers, maybe a flower for at least listening, right, mm-hmm. and making the appropriate changes. He got killed, but everybody, when you make a mistake on the internet, uh, the internet kills you. So let's. Uh, I don't. I don't feel too bad, right? But 
this is where I see where, where was the research? Where was your team? Where, like, if you already knew that is a, a cultural word, why don't we, we look that up? Why don't we, that's not English word, clearly, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to do our, our research on it. We have to see if the community has a deeper attachment to it than what we see maybe on the surface level. And we, though we always want to try to be unique with the names, because clearly it feels like all English words are taken as a brand. I think dot is taken as a brand Mm -hmm. is taken as a brand. Like it's, there's, it's hard to come up with original names. So a lot of people now are going to different languages and different cultures. Makes sense. I get it. However, comma, this is where it backlashes. This is where it's important to try to go global because if you pick the correct name, you'll not only get the, the community and the fans from, you know, the United States, but then you instantly get that uh, culture as well. But it could always backlash if you don't have a team around you that's like, hold up. That's that's not that's not what we're going to do for a new brand. Mm-hmm. That's that's not what we can't even trademark that. That's a whole annual festival. Like, yeah. why? Why? He is he is paid too much money. You mm-hmm. have way too much money to make these little small mistakes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just being honest, but we make mistakes. I'm super happy that it's going to be fixed. I'm super happy. He took that on the chin as much as the internet pretty much killed, killed him. I know Nicki Minaj even uh, responded and was like, yo, you probably didn't mean to offend. However, you see what the situation is, make the adjustments and continue to flourish. Which mm. is amazing, you know. We Absolutely. people make mistakes. I'm cool with that. But if we're going to pick a name that we don't even know what it means, at least get somebody to look it up fully mm-hmm. before you try to trademark something. I don't know what yeah. what you got. Yeah, no, that's the big lesson there. I mean, of course, like you said, shout out to him for being able to just kind of step up and say, all right, hey, I messed up. I'm going to fix it. Yeah. But really, the, the main lesson here for our listeners and people watching is like, not only do you want to look up the meaning or the, the definition of something, if you know it's from a different culture and you can connect with someone of that culture, speak to them to figure out, hey, how is this word used, right, culturally, like right. within the community, right? Because there are some words that it's just really difficult to understand or translate how it's used within a cultural context. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the biggest pieces that if you're naming your brand, and I think that's a big part of it, like, you know, if you're going to put money behind it, marketing, all that stuff, and you're going to start putting that name everywhere, you really want to make sure that, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm making the right move and I understand what it means. I understand how it's being used in that culture because, like you said before, build with the intention that you will one day be global. 
Yeah. Don't think just in your backyard or under your feet that ah, it doesn't matter. No, like really do it as if, yo, one day I'm going to be global and I want to make sure that not if, but when that time comes, when it's time to cross that bridge, I'll be in a position to know like, okay, I'm not offending anyone. And of course we know like today, man, it's easy to offend people. It's very easy. Everyone says, you know, oh, oh, hey, you wore red. Uh, that reminds me of whatever. It's like, it could be anything, but as best as we can, if we can avoid it, definitely. So yeah, I would say go the extra step and just, you know, speak to someone that's on, in the homeland or is familiar with the language to let mm-hmm. you know, like, all right, here's the context, you know, in which we use that word to just to, to make sure you're on the safe side. Big facts. But Michael B. Jordan, we still love you over here. For sure. For sure. It's all good. Mad love, Mike. Yeah. And you probably making a lot of money on OnlyFans, too. <laughs> Anyways, all right. It wouldn't be us if uh, I did. We didn't speak about this. Um, as this is being recorded, of course, a new versus a new day. Um, and this one is Soldier Boy versus Bow Wow. And um, let me just say, uh, I, I actually delayed the recording of this podcast so I could watch a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Soldier Boy, th- this is the only noise. I'm sorry. Really? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Really? My man was the first. Uh, artist to play the same song three times in a versus battle. That just is just weird to me. Dang. Like you got to do in twenty a row or like no, a different time. Well, one was in like a row, and then he played "Make It Clap," not "Make It Clap." Uh, the other booty song. Sorry, people. The other booty song. <laughs> <laughs> he played that one, and then uh, the verse with Nicki Minaj, the "Make It Clap" song. He played it. Solo um, with Nikki and with French uh, Montana. He actually brought him out on stage. It's just, yeah. Okay, so the reason why I'm bringing it up uh, for the viewers on YouTube, you can clearly see it, but our audio listeners, uh, there is a huge crowd. I think this was done in LA and mm. there was a huge crowd for this one. And it confirms what I was saying, I think, last week, which. Now they're going to make it where you clearly see the performances live. Uh, they're monetizing in that kind of sense where now you can. It, it what I thought it was going to be based in Miami only. That's clearly not the same club. And they're pretty much taking it all over, giving you the chance to watch it in person, but not feel like the transition is. Uh, what do I mean? Um, that it doesn't shake up the transition too much because when you watch it on live, it's still the same feeling. Mm-hmm. So I, I give props to versus it. It was a bit entertaining um, just because Soldier Boy is a bit entertaining. And Bow Wow does have a lot of hits. I got to give him props. There was, yeah, there was, there was some, there was some hits. Uh, he brought out little Romeo. He brought out the brat and Jermaine Dupree. Um, he has some hits. He, he has yep. a song with T. I can't, I can't knock Bow Wow. I mm-hmm. honestly went with Bow Wow for that. I think Soldier Boy put out too many of his really best songs too early 
and you have to do 20. But um, mm. that's just my opinion. Did you did you watch a little bit of no, it? No, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to check it out. I didn't get a chance to check it mm. out. I was, uh, yeah, I was on the Mary vibe. Oh, okay. Oh, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. I was gearing up for that. Yeah, we're going to get into that. So shout out to Soldier Boy. Shout out to uh, Bow Wow, Shad Moss, because I don't really like calling him Bow Wow. And uh, versus, I'm excited what the next one is and to see what state it will be. And are they going to even average? I wish they would advertise it as far as. Like you can come, but I guess they're Five still tickets. making it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're still making mm-hmm. it very. Oh, talking about super side note. This was so not in the in the mix. So I showed you uh, J Cole's outside. Yeah. All right. Let me be honest. Let me let me be a uh, hundred thousand with this. Okay. J Cole, Twenty One Savage, Murray, really dope lineup. Right. So, I checked these ticket prices out. Uh-huh. Talk um, about it. Okay. So, first off, shout out to the really super fans because it went on sale uh, Friday. So, that's June 25th. It went on sale at 10 a.m. Eastern. Now, I got there like probably around 2 p.m. because I pretty much forgot about it. I was like, oh, let mm-hmm. me go check. You know, it's going to be in atlanta around the time that i'm supposed to be in atlanta right Mm -hmm. so i'm like cool let's go check it out boom um all the tickets that i wanted were gone wow but the tickets i did see first off they had front row there was these two tickets that are front row i'm like okay all right, let's see how much that is. $2,000. Okay, let's keep passing. Let's Yeah, a piece. Wow. So let's keep passing that one. So for me, and I don't know about those who've gone to concerts, I normally like going a level up around in the front, front couple of rows because you could chill, you could sit, you could watch it, you could stand up, still see it. It's all great. Mm-hmm. They're like 600 a piece. Mm. And that's not even resale. That was like. Right. So I'm more like, okay, I get it. We're back outside. Maybe we have to make up for the time. We couldn't be a back outside. I don't know. That's exactly what's happening right now. Right. Yeah. But for me, I think where I'm at, where I'm at. I don't know if I can. I can. Not that. Okay, let's let's clear this out. I'm not saying I'm broke, but I'm saying my priorities for entertainment over education may mm-hmm. not be like, I, I can't, yeah. it, it hurt yeah. my feelings. So I was like, me and Musa go see J. Cole, we're going to go. Right. And then I was like, no, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. Mm-mm. No, said, mm, nope. no, nope. I don't, no, no, I don't no. know. I don't. And I've seen J. Cole. I've seen him mm-hmm. amazing, amazing performance. But what I know what, about me is that if I miss this, so I'm still in the, I'm not saying yes or no, I'm debating, but I know me. I know that if I don't go like the last Drake concert with the, 
with the uh, video uh, floor. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to that one. And then I missed it and I saw how great it was. And I was like, I'm never missing a Drake concert again. The next one, Yo, I don't even I care heard, how much. <laughs> I heard his, he has probably one of the best performances. Right. That's what I heard. I didn't go. Yeah. One of my boys went when he was at MSG. He was like, yo, the best concert that he's ever been to. So I was like, wow. Right. Okay. So I feel yeah, like, uh, I feel like, uh, okay. I may have to, I may have, I don't know. Anyways, we're going to finish this conversation in the after show because that was a super side note. So if you're going to the J Cole, uh, concert just let us know let us know the city that you're going because i'm really on the fence about mm -hmm. this because uh, yeah yeah but celebration time people mary j Blige dropped her documentary <laughs> queen of r&b uh june 25th on amazon prime Prime Video, to be exact. Mm -hmm. This is not a paid advertisement. Actually, none of the things that we say is a paid advertisement. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, so I got to see this pretty much before we recorded. And first off, strong, strong female. Can't, can't knock Mary J. Blige and what she's done for hip-hop and r&b how much of an influence she has been um the countless of music that she's made 13 albums right uh lifetime achievement awards i think she has an oscar grammys wow. like she has she has it all with 13 albums mm -hmm. you had to win something okay for sure um and pretty much the story of a lot of females uh, in her generation and even still current, right? Now, for me, it was it was heavy. It was mm. absolutely heavy to watch the documentary because it for those who didn't watch it, and I'm not going to like spoil it, it's not like a movie, but um it pretty much goes over her album, My Life, and where she was and, you know, pretty much the source of the inspiration, which was pretty much her life and mm -hmm. growing up, not having people to cheer her on, not believing in herself, going through abuse with, you know, different relationships, seeing it from her mom, just going, getting, getting success fast and not feeling yeah. successful. That's mm -hmm. something we need to, to talk about. Uh, one day or even if we go circle back around it, but just like how some people always want the success really fast, but are you really ready for it? Because when she got it, she felt empty because there was just yeah. like, I still have a lot of internal stuff to worry about that all this success doesn't cover that up. All the right. trauma that I went through doesn't cover it up because I have furs and money and doing private jets now. Like, it's cool to have, but success means so much more than just that. Right. And this was before this was before social media. Mm -hmm. You know, this was before what we thought perfect life success is. So to to really get in her world with 
the success that she had and the real big backstory was really good to see, but it really was uh, heavy. But to see the impact that she had, to see people just crying like, yo, you were speaking to me. We don't necessarily have role models Mm -hmm. of this kind of human being. Like, right. especially of, of a female ty- uh, type, right? So to, to see everything come full circle, because like I said, it's, she, I think she dropped her album in 1994. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's been out for a minute. Right. And first off, still looks amazing. Still looks amazing. Still is relevant. Yeah. Okay. I think now. Right. It, it, uh, in a new power, right? power book two, mm-hmm. I think. So that's a different bag. Salute to the bag. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, salute to the residuals of 13 albums. <laughs> that's a body of work. You yeah. are good, yeah. ma'am. You yeah. are good for a while. You know what I mean? Because some of them are classics. So you yeah. are good yeah. with, with songs like Family Affair. You know what I mean? Yeah. That everybody loves. It doesn't matter what nationality you are. You are loving sure. that song. Um, yeah, and in an era where where females like weren't really, you know, just like quick to reach stardom like that. You know, like her era, it wasn't like you know right now where you can easily accept uh, a Cardi B or yeah. you know some of these other female artists. It's like at her time, it wasn't as readily accepted. So I think it's dope to that speaks even more to like you mentioned her body of work, which is phenomenal. Yep. So, uh, did did you watch it? I don't know if you watched it. Did you? No, watch, I watched. You watched ha- the- I watched some of it because I was watching the interviews in preparation for this. But I'm gonna circle back on it because I was like, okay, this is uh, this is pretty dope. But you know, if if we uh, if we brought up the documentary, we have to break her down a little bit. So we got some mm-hmm. clips that uh, we ha- we just gonna talk about. We just gonna talk about yep. it in order yep. to grow. You have to change your environment. If you, in order to get something new, you have to see something new. Mm. If my environment didn't change when I was living in Yonkers in the projects, if I didn't see something else, I had girlfriends that took me out of the projects. And I experienced Benzes and and jewelry and, and furs and condos and houses. And I saw something else. So that made me want something else. So the environment is extremely important. And, and you're going to shed people shed people and it's going to be a little sad but they have to go when things start to stall someone has to get off the boat or get off the bus everyone's not going start this off moose yeah mary came with the bars on this one right off the bat she was just letting people know like hey uh here's what it's about you know i I think the cool thing in watching a lot of her interviews just like you know to study her a little bit it's like like you mentioned very tough upbringing, uh, a difficult experience. So much of what she's sharing is some of the keys that we got to kind of add to, you know, our toolkit of, okay, here's what helps us get to the next level. So I love what she talks about the importance of environment, you know, and, and, you know, we're, we're fortunate to have people like uh, a mall in our community. And of course, many others who help us not just understand the importance of environment, but also expose us to other things. Right. And, and it's one thing to talk about it, to like uh, see it, you know, maybe online. It's another thing to be in the space of that exposure, right? Like right. to physically be present. 
And and I think that's the that's the beauty of what she's talking about. Like when you get can make the investment from time to time to set yourself up in an experience that allows you to be in the environment of people who are doing what you would what you want to do or what you aspire to be. Right. It, it's I can't explain it, but it's just something magical that often happens that you can walk away from that feeling either inspired or ready to kind of take it up a notch. And that's kind of like what we talked about. Uh, even in our last episode, you know, when we talked about E being back outside and just being in that energy in that space and how you can come back home with some new energy. So I know she, you know, builds on, on a couple of things and talking about letting people go. But really, for me, it's like that bar right there about, yo, the environment and being able to see things outside of what you believe to be norm. It kind of shocks your belief system to think, oh, OK, although this was my norm, that's not the only possibility. Like there's more out there to explore and discover. Yep, that's true. So um, for me, like, how do I put this? I think we we get so enwrapped with where we are right now. And so that's all we really see. Well, the thing Mm -hmm. with the documentary was that, like she said, she was so used to the projects and the friends that she had and people saying she couldn't do it. And, you know, people like us don't do these things or don't have these things. And so when it's kind of embedded in your head, like Mm -hmm. you kind of drown out the ability of anything else. And so it was actually mentors of hers that like took her out of that place and say, Hey, this is, this is a, this is something different. Like Andre Harrell, rest in peace was Mm -hmm. one of those people that was like, yo, you are amazing. And you are going to be performing with Kings and Queens. And she was like, yeah, whatever. Right. And everything that he said came true because he took her out of that environment and pushed her to believe like, yo, you, you could do this. This is, you're not like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And though it took her a while to understand that and some ups and downs that may have set her back a bit, like who is that person or group of people that can have you look at something different? Like you said, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm very blessed to have uh, the circle that we have, right? And it does help. But even for me, I almost seek for something more. I feel like mm. there is something else out there besides the the mansions, besides the having a certain amount of money in the bank account. You know, I, I don't. I don't know what that is like, I don't, right. but I feel right. like there is a certain lifestyle that isn't glamorized, that isn't shown too much that would bring a sense of peace and accomplishment. And I don't, I don't know. So it's weird, but that's the environment that I seek to find that hopefully one day that I could show others that, yeah, we have this, but mm-hmm. we have this too. But, yeah. But also, 
my question to you is what is one thing that is is so important with environment that we don't really put too much weight on Mm. and i mean i I, I got him to think yeah no because i was gonna say like i know we've talked about values before we've talked about common interests before uh, we've talked about mutualism before um you know uh Maybe one of them is work ethic. Okay. You know, because there's a, another clip, and I'm sure we'll get to it in a sec, but you'll start to see that a lot of the people who are where we see them to be, and of course, at a high level that is respected and, and well honored, there is a level of intent that comes with their work mm-hmm. that is not necessarily documented like that because it's not glamorous, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Right. So like the, the, the working part of it isn't as fun as the performing part of it or it can't possibly be sold. Right. Or marketed as 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 the music element. Mm-hmm. So like if you if you go into an environment and it doesn't give you that juice to want to do more. Yeah, the window's open. I'm telling you, people are <laughs> outside, outside, live and direct. And it's hot. I was, yeah. I was like, hey, yo, what kind of motorcycle uh, event is happening? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's um, it's happening. It's happening. We Welcome outside, to the city, people. Y'all. We outside. <laughs> Welcome to the city. We were recording before with the windows open and we didn't hear nothing. But now that everyone's out, yes, yeah, it's, it's out here. Yeah. Yeah. Threw off my whole thing. What was I, I know, saying? I, I know, I got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, right. but no, it's just like, you know, you, you got to be in certain spaces. Like, I would hope that you go to a space and you get uplifted. Like I said, energized, wanted to come back and do more. Yeah. Not go to a space that it it, make, it depletes you, that you're like, oh man, like, you know, it, it has you questioning yourself. Like, your posture kind of shrinks a little bit mm-hmm. as a result of being in that environment. So I would say, you know, maybe one of those things is just like, yo, make sure that environment uplifts you and, and pushes you to want to work and do a little bit more as well when you come back. Yeah, that even small changes with the environment kind of helps too. Like, I know, uh, shout out to to those people who still can't get accustomed to going back outside and are still home, right? Um, but even to the point of like going to a hotel for the night, just change, change the environment yeah. to open up your there. mind. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think, you know, the the way she explained it clearly with the environment, like she saw more what you know, more materialistic things that she didn't think she could possibly have. But sometimes when I think about changing your environment, I think of opening your mind to just new possibilities, not necessarily materialistic, but just creativity, um, different ideas, uh, and just looking at things from different perspectives is what it change of environment can mean and that doesn't necessarily mean okay let me go into these expensive cars and and private jets and everything it can literally go yo let me instead of going for the walk around my complex let me go to the park let me Mm -hmm. go to the beach let me you know get out of the state real quick and just have a you know a a vacation quote-unquote or let me even stay in the state and have a staycation 
Do something to open your mind to new things, even if you don't have those group of people or mentors that can show you a different thing. It sometimes takes you to get out of out of that spot before somebody else can take you out of that spot. So I like what she said about environment, because I do believe it's very important. But Mm -hmm. some people, some of our listeners may be like, I don't have. I don't have an Andre Harrell. I don't have a Diddy. I don't, you know, I don't have these people of high places to make me see something different. No, you have YouTube, Mm -hmm. right? That's a start. It just envision what that thing would look like. Like, you know, I'm big on looking at the million dollar houses. Side Mm -hmm. note, I saw a $4 million house. I'm, I'm looking, shout out to Texas. Uh, I'm really looking at at Texas lately, right? Really? Yeah, I don't and it goes completely the opposite of being a New Yorker because New York and Texas has this weird rivalry, right? right. But um I was looking and they had like this 4 million dollar house, but it was like mm-hmm. four bedrooms. I was like, "So I'm paying a million dollars for for bedroom. each bedroom?" No, nah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not having it. But then I looked and and I'm going to send it to you. Uh, there was this house that was like, like 400, 500 K that looked ex- almost like as great. Mm. And I was like, am I, That's am, crazy. I moving, am I moving to Texas? Is this happening? Is this, is this the vibe? Is this, the, is this, is this, this we what going? we doing? Is this still doing research people before y'all like, yeah, go. And all my mm-hmm. Atlanta people, no, come to Atlanta. No, no. Uh, (laughs) let me continue to visit atlanta for me um but i am uh starting to really pay attention to possible places because i've been saying i don't like virginia because i need to change my environment Mm, there it is change my environment there it is maybe i won't be such an introvert (laughs) out of virginia I may not be such an introvert, but let's get into this next um, this next clip of Mary J. Blige of kind of work ethic. Let's talk about work ethic. If you want to maintain a certain lifestyle, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You got to work. You got to study. You got to grind. You got to do vocal lessons. And I, I had to grow into this because I, there was a time when I I would I, I would drink all night and and be like I'm not doing no I'm not going I'm not going on stage. <laughs> Or not doing an interview. I was a whole savage. But, you know, when you lose a lot of things, you end up having to play catch up, you know. So a lot of this is like just having to play catch up because I was so irresponsible. So I'm I'm going to say this. Right. And. The simple things we tend to be tired of hearing about but probably are overlooking like a mug, right? Mm-hmm. So she didn't say anything crazy, like mm-hmm. she, hard work, grind, work ethic, you know, all the things we've always, like we continue to hear and we continue to hear this cadence, right? And it the, the thing that stood out to me about that one was like, yo, I had to play catch up. Like, I I just learned about this work ethic because I have it all and I wasn't progressing. I was actually losing some stuff 
because I didn't have the, I didn't go back to the foundation. I didn't go, I didn't have the work ethic. I didn't have the grind. I didn't have my priorities straight. And so even somebody as successful as she was and is, but when we're talking about the past, like as successful as she was, she still admits to losing a lot because she went too much into the lifestyle of the success or dealing even some of the stuff that with the past. So she was drinking and doing drugs and just doing the partying life a little bit too much to where it was affecting what we knew her for, which was the singing. And so she had to tap back in to the foundation. And like, I think about it, like what is those checks that we have to do to maintain the foundation? Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, if, if you're if you're tired of hearing work hard, this, that and the third, you have to check yourself on like, are you doing that? Like, are, like, yeah, OK. And for those people who even follow me, you're tired of hearing consistency. But are you doing mm. it? Right. right. And. With her that she she said, yo, this this is this is the formula. This, this really is the formula. I can't, I wish I could say something different, but it really is this typical thing. And um, that was an interview with Angie Martinez. And if you go back to it, she was like, yo, we were, we were outside, we were having fun. And you literally cut out was like, yo, I got vocal practice. I gotta, Mm -hmm. I gotta do this. Right. And you are still so disciplined till this day, but that's what continues to make her relevant. That continues to make her the queen of R and B because of that discipline. And it it's fine to admit that, yo, I, I ain't got that. Like, or I fell off from it, but I, I will ask you Moose, what is some things that from a daily check, like, boom, I could do this. I do this. Like what keeps that foundation there? That, mm-hmm. you know, we can maybe search for the more complex thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and I think what makes it so difficult, Nick, too, because like when we were chatting about this, we said maintaining mastery, right? Mm-hmm. Like because she's at a place of mastery in her craft and it's about maintaining it. And truth yep. be told, a lot of the times when you're trying to maintain mastery, the process of that is monotonous. Like right. it's not fun. It's a lot of things that you've already done. Like they seem elementary. They seem routine. Like you're tired of them. They're boring. You know, like that's the, that's the truth be told. Like I can only imagine LeBron still walking into the gym to work out, you know, 17, 18 years in the league when he's like, man, I've done this like so many times. Like this is boring. Yeah. But again, that's what makes people like himself and many others who are at that level in any industry, honestly, considered to be the greatest of all time. Why? It's because you've done something for so long and kept it at a high level, meaning that you got better and never lost excitement. You got better and didn't do less preparation, if you will, right? Like that that in itself, when you really get to see a, a human being just evolve, naturally, like we're all human. I get bored of doing the same thing from time to time. Like, eh, I just don't feel like doing it, you know? Like, but but that's where the discipline, all these these other things come into, into practice. So when you talk about some of the, some of the tangible or practical things, and she kind of spoke to a couple of them, right? Like practice and study, 
the, the, they say that one of the ways to rewire your thinking is to stay in a state of learning. So if you are unhappy with the life that you live or the results that you've been producing and you want to finally start thinking and seeing life in a different way or start molding your creativity to, to come out in a different way, how do you do that? Well, keep yourself in a state of learning. Keep learning new things because you can't possibly take in new information and continue to force yourself to think, you know, the ways that you've always thought. So those are some of the things that for me, I've always talked about, you know, the first hour of the day is so important to me because it kind of literally sets up my entire day. Right. So if I'm doing uh, now that we're not fasting, being able to eat. Uh, drink my coffee. You know, it's like, yo, those are those things to me. Those are like, small yo, these, things in life. Yo, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Amazing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> amazing. So, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's little things like that that you'll end up seeing, you know, making it work. So we were even talking to uh, our coaches last week and shout out to uh, everybody, of course, a part of Extreme Execution. And, yep. and somebody asked a question like, how are you able to articulate some of your words? Like you sound, I forgot whatever they said. And I'm like, yo, truth be told, it's that when I first started in my career, I was studying on YouTube specifically, not to mention the books that I've read and even conversations that we've had through trainings. I would spend five to 10 hours a week just studying audio. Right. Like five to 10, five to 10 hours was the, was like the minimum Right. Like I can't do less than five and average, you know, it'll be somewhere around that. And, and as you continue to listen to people speak and express and, and, and articulate, you begin to pick up that, especially if that's the desire for you to improve on. Mm-hmm. So it's like there are some things that are a part of the practice that I'm like now I don't even think that I'm counting per se, like how many hours. But as I think about it, it's probably still in the same range. You know, because I can pop the headphones on while I'm, you know, walking around, cleaning up at the house, like just just stuff like that. And and looking to fill the gaps with something more productive that it's like, yo, those are all pockets that are monotonous, but they help you to maintain mastery. That's good. That's good. Now, this is a this is a clip I wanted to talk about Um, just how important it is about the mind, battle of the mind. The mind is the battlefield mm-hmm. where all the stuff starts. And like, remember I told you, I was talking talk to myself. I have full on conversations because all I can hear is, you're not gonna do this. You're not gonna get this. And I, yes, I am. I started writing stuff down, Priscilla. I'm going to do this, post it. I'm going to do this, post it. And I read it every day. I'm going to do this, I, I, I. And I read it and it happens mm-hmm. because I'm killing the negative thought life with who I truly am. We are not these negative thoughts. So uh, this clip, for some reason, like really had me thinking. It actually inspired a post that I did and everything like that. But nice. uh, it, the power of words and the power of just our inner thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. We psych ourselves out from so many things and it's crazy because you know we could be very quick to blame other people as far as like they say i can't do it they say i can't do this i don't have these particular resources i can't do all these things right but it's 
us who keeps remembering that, right? It's us, like our mind that replays certain things and believe it as true. And like our mind is what stops us from a lot of things. It's not because if somebody says you can't do this, like you have all the ability to do the opposite, Mm-hmm. Right. Yo, you can't buy this. OK, well, let me save up. Maybe they don't think I could do it in the time frame that they have in their mind. But can I do it is a different story. Right. And nine out of ten times. And we've heard this multiple times where it was like, you know, people will tell you they you can't do it because they haven't done it themselves. Right. And so when we hear negative thoughts it stays in it, but it's us speaking to us. It's not them speaking to us anymore because they said their stuff, they projected it and it's gone. Right. But it, it replays in our mind. So for, for us to just continue to be the reason why we don't do things mm-hmm. has to stop. And she get like I said, what I love about, Mary is that she keeps it very simple. I literally write it down. I post it up and I read it over and over again. The power of affirmations clearly. Right. So um, it's it's crazy that. The simple things, once again, we don't do. And because we don't do the very simple things, we allow certain things not to happen. Mm-hmm. We allow certain negative negativity, certain obstacles to continue to be barriers in our lives. When yo, are you saying you can do it? Are you making it nice and plain in front of you that that's all they all you see? Going back to the whole environment situation, like your word should be your environment to where all you see is the positivity and all the things that you can do that you can't see anything different. Like then you're now you're training your mind to be like, yo, all I'm seeing is how dope I am and the house that I'm going to have and the money that I'm going to get and the success I'm going to see and the views I'm going to have. This is all surrounded in my house. These are all the different paintings I have. All Like, I don't believe that there's anything else because I've surrounded myself with just this. Mm-hmm. But we put too much, we consume too much that now it's just embedded in our brain that Whatever we may say, we're consuming so much that it negates that. Mm. So we have to look at what is a balance. We have to look at like, yo, how do we not trigger the negative side of our brain and have the positive side override that? What are some mm. of the tricks that I like? She says, I write it down. I post it. I say it every single day. Shout out to those who do affirmations every single day. You know, yeah. shout out to those who have a, a more spiritual vibe to it as well. So they could they could believe what they can. But once like it's just simple stuff like this yeah. is I need to title this simple stuff because yeah, that, it's. She's giving us the formula to longevity. She's giving us the formula to a successful career. She's beyond transparent. 
Like when mm-hmm. the one thing I did love was she was like, yo, I didn't even know how important I was. Mm. I didn't know my story reached out to so many people and I didn't even want to do this at first because who, who wants to hear this, uh, this sad stuff, who wants to hear my cries, who want, and then, and it was a whole group of females, a whole worldwide of females like, yo, this is for me. And, but if she would have stayed in her head of like, yo, who wants like mm-hmm. who wants to hear this? Yeah. We wouldn't have known anything Never of a Mary J of oblige. Right. Crazy. We wouldn't know anything. And there's so many people that stop themselves because they run through the same thoughts of, yo, who wants to hear my story? Somebody, somebody wants to hear it. Somebody needs it. Somebody mm-hmm. truly is like searching for the story to say, yo, I'm not the only one in this world feeling this way or needs this solution or anything like that. But we stay in our head and we mm-hmm. have to stop that. Yeah. My bad. My bad. I felt Man, it. My bad. I love that. I love that. No, you you hit it on the mark. Honestly, not not much to add to it. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, just figure out what works for you and stick to it. You know, like there, there are definitely a lot of different forms of this concept or, or ways to apply this practice. But truth be told, man, I know a lot of us are not doing it. You know, like if, if you really sat there and kind of like just looked yourself in the mirror for a moment, like, am I really doing the simple stuff? It's like, no, no, no. The, the, no, the part that no. I, no it's true it's true it's like no no <laughs> no no because because like it happens all the time where you have conversations you know with folks who uh, are, are very determined to get somewhere and the recommendations that you make or the suggestions that you make they want to cross those off like oh no but i'm already di- doing that or i've done that but a lot of the times if you were or have you wouldn't be where you are Mm-hmm. Like, like you discount the fact that it's already it's it's happened previously, or I, I or I'm doing it and I'm still not where I want to be, as if as if it's not a part of the core process. When you hear something being repeated over and over and over again, it's it's really helping you to prove the concept. So even for some of the analytical minds out there who are wondering, like you know, because you said, what's the balance? You know, and immediately I kind of started thinking about some of the data that we have that backs us in terms of, man, what's the ratio of positive information, uplifting information that I should be taking in to cancel out a lot of my negative thoughts. And that ratio is literally five to one. Right. It takes, it takes five times as much or five times as many positive uplifting content to cancel out one negative thought. So, so when, when she says I had to catch up, that's what I'm thinking about. It's like, yo, she had to do the self work and, and, and put in that much effort to cancel out. So just to, another question I'll leave to our listeners, like, yo, have you done for all the sabotaging that you've done for yourself, for all the times that you've beat yourself down with your own thoughts and words and emotions, have you put in five times as much positivity to cancel that out? How, wait, first of all, you're not going to speed past that. Like you didn't just say what you just said. You know what I'm saying? Have you put in a, a, a five times as much affirmation and, 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 and 
imagining a new future, a better future and the things that you want? Have, have you done enough visualization to, to really cancel that out? That, that's the question I want our listeners to really walk away with from today because simple stuff works. Simple stuff works. We don't, just don't do enough of it. We get spicy by the end of the episode. Right? <laughs> we get spicy yeah, by the end. This is why you, know. you this is why you need to listen. To, I'm clip this up. This is why you need to listen to the end. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is why you need yeah. to listen to the end. Um, one more clip. Uh not too deep. You, for our, our listeners, you always know I try to get something uh something dope for the ending part. This is not too I try to keep it very simple because Clearly, this is a very simple episode, right? Uh, but Khaled said something uh, recently in an at a event talking about the success of Wild Thoughts with Rihanna because that was a huge, oh, yeah. huge record. Oh yeah. Um, but something that he said once again, very simple that we got to go over. You know, I remember people telling me that when I made Wild Thoughts. You know, just the idea that thought I was crazy and ended up being one of my biggest records of my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, not just in music, if you if you have a vision, see it through. Because the only person that get disappointed if it don't work is you, but you shouldn't even be disappointed because, you know what I mean? You're going to learn, you might learn like, oh, this blew up. Oh, oh I should have maybe did something a little different. But, you know, you learn a way where you start creating your own sound, your own energy, your own identity. Hmm. What you think, Moose? What you think? Yeah, I, you know, the, one of the most empowering and uplifting both feelings and thoughts is to take a pure thought, something that truly came from within to trust your gut enough and have the courage and what I like to say, have the audacity to put it out there or, or see it through yeah. and that to work, man, if, if, if no one, if you've never, if you're listening to this and you've, you've never experienced that emotion, I, I truly pray that you get to live it one day because mm. you talk about what it does to your confidence. You start to feel like, Oh wait, Maybe I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I've, I've been living this whole time thinking like a lot of the things that I'm feeling and, and like intuitively what, what's happening and the way I see the world is almost polar opposite of everyone. And maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe I'm just crazy. But what if you're not? Right. What if you're just unique? What if you're just purely you? What if, like he said, it's a different sound? So that that's what the, the first thing that comes to mind when I listen to that, Nick's is like, yo, it's sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's the things that you don't work that pop in and, and, and get the most, the most love. But the better part of it, I think, is being able to trust your gut on a pure thought right. and seeing it through despite of what you thought people will say or do and respond to it. And for that thing to work and bring about, you know, this type of massive success, yeah. it's like the, the stuff that begins to happen is out of control. You know, I remember the first time I ever shared my story online and, and it went quote unquote mini viral, whatever you would consider it. And it's like, wow, like I, that was not what I was expecting. Right. That was not, but, I, but it's something inside of me was like, yo, you need to tell the story. 
because you have people from X community and people from Y community that need to know the truth about people like yourself and others that are being labeled this way. And, and, and it, and it took off and it was like just the, the, the opportunity to trust something that comes from within and for it to do something that surprises you, it gives you the confidence that you need to keep repeating it in other areas. So like, to me, I'm just like, wow, that's, that's such an important concept where you strip it away from, of course, Khaled. Cause somebody might be like, well, of course, uh, wild thoughts is going to blow. He look, he has, Khaled has access to Rihanna and, right. and you know, it's like, it's easy to do that. But if you strip it down to the DNA of the actual, the actual principle or lesson of what it took to do that, Mm-hmm. It's that, you know, that concept that is essence. So I don't know where you want to take it, but I'd love to know, like, you know, your process for just being able to stay true to whatever your intuition tells you when it comes with, you know, like I saw even some of the content you put out this week. It was more so like using other people's video and and on the funny side of things. And it was it was cool to see that where you could have been like, well, no, I don't I, I've never done that before. But, you know, yeah, maybe just speak on that process a little bit. <laughs> How do you stay? um how do you do that in terms of trusting your intuition and staying pure with your thoughts? So I, I think for for what he said, like the only thoughts that we should listen to is ours, right? And with every thought that we have, every idea that we have, it f- forms who we are today, right? And whether we do it or not, it still forms us, right? So for, for me, what you were saying is like, I'm just trying out new things to see what works, what do I enjoy, what the people enjoy, and figure out this style that has a equal blend of creativity, of my happiness and freedom as well as serving the people. Right. And so I don't necessarily go, okay, you know, the, I don't, and how, how do I do this? I don't necessarily ask certain people, yo, is this a good idea? I just put it out and allow the people to speak. Right. Uh, Because if I was to go to people who haven't done it before or maybe something similar, they may mess up what I think could possibly work or what I want to try. Now, there are certain things that I'm really cool with receiving feedback, but when it comes to serving people from a content standpoint, I go to people who's done it way better than me, or I don't go to people at all. Right. And what I've also learned, and he he touched on it, like, regardless, you learned something like, ah, this didn't work. I could have done this a bit different or yo, this really worked. Like, how can I expand on it? Right. How can I form my sound? How can I form my style? How can I really get this certain kind of cadence that really rocks with me and that people know me for, right? And that's just really burning a certain kind of style into people's heads. We know when we see 
Khaled, we expect a whole group of people to be on his album. We know the rollout that he's going to have. We know kind of the the kind of the sound that he creates because he's throughout the years figured out his style, but that was because he tried this song and he tried that song and it doesn't necessarily have to go with the people he has. Just like you said, he has a Rihanna, but there was a Drake song that didn't do so well. And Drake is artist of the decade. (laughs) I mean, there was this one song. I can't even remember what it was called. I think it was on uh, the album where he first, uh, had his son and it was just weird. It was, it was very weird. Um, (laughs) I think that's where his weird dance came from, but um, it just didn't work. It didn't work. And, but he probably learned from that and then switched up the, the formula real quick, tried something else, tried this, tried that. And one of the hottest songs that we have right now for the summer is coming from Khaled's album, which is a little Dirk and a little baby song. Right. So if you don't go forward with what you may think a good idea is, then you can never truly master your own style. You can never really true be the person you truly need to be because you're stopping the creative flow. You're stopping the lessons that come with it not possibly working or it working extremely well. Like mm-hmm. it's it's only mm-hmm. two things, right? Yeah. It may not work or it may really, really work. If it may not work, I learned something as far as, yo, how can I change it up? What part did work that I could take? But all these things, let's, let's, Throw it out and let's try something new. You can't look at something not working as a negative all the time, even at all, to be honest with you. If you do that, it only stops you further from trying other stuff. And Mm -hmm. maybe you have uh, a problem with failing that then messes you up internally. That's cool, right? It happens. It happens to the best of us. So that's not a... That's not an uncommon feeling, but at some point there has to be a switch to where we're like, you know what? This is more of a positive than a negative. If I, if this, this doesn't make this amount of money, if this doesn't make uh, this amount of sales views, whatever, it didn't go as big as I wanted it to be. But it still is better because the person who thought about it still hasn't put it out. It did maybe one second better than my last thing. It may have like. Our ideas, our goals, our thoughts form who we are and we have to put more power to that. And we have to stop being our own. uh our own gate to greatness. Like we have to let our guard down for a second and see what could possibly happen. And that's, and that's why I really like this clip because it, it goes more with why we don't do things and it goes behind 
the whole Mary J. Blige thing. It's just our mind stops us. It's not anybody else but our minds. But our mind is what really forms who we are. Emmy. So real, man. That's so real. Emmy. But that's so real. Um, but we're gonna have further conversations in the after show. That's it. Emmy, so um, if you for all our Apple Podcast listeners, you've probably noticed that there is an all access squad. I want you to click on all access. Try it for free for three days. Three days. You know hey. what I mean? That's it. Three days. I'll uh, see if you like it. We're going to be uploading uh, bonus episodes every week. It's a whole vibe. Every week. So um, go check that out. Go follow us everywhere at Nikki and Moose. You know, every Tuesday, 8 p.m., we have a live show on YouTube. Come holla at us. Um, how do you feel about this episode? I like this episode. I like this episode. You know, anytime, yeah, anytime we tap into uh, just a lot of these personal lessons, I think it's a it's a great opportunity for us to to be to add more to you know outside of what the industry expects from a podcast such as ours. So it's like, okay, no, let's let's over deliver and really give. This, this is what I would consider the secrets. You know, like, oh, here's the secrets, the real secrets. The, the, this is it. This is it. Well, people, you already know what time it is. Moose, final words. Yeah, man. To remind, again, myself and everyone listening, you know, I read something this week that said that much of what we believe comes from our experiences and not facts. Again, much of what we believe come from experiences and not facts. So it's the things that you experience. It's your habits that led you to believe something is possible or maybe not possible, but it's not actually true. So again, simple reminder, yo, go out there and test the waters. Is what you believe fact or is it just based off of a broken belief system? 